All right. Welcome to this episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, joined by producer Corey. Congratulations to Aaron Judge, the number one home run hitter in American League history. Some may say that he is the rightful heir to the home run throne. I still think that Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs, even as a Yankee fan. But look, sometimes we have to ask, is the juice worth the squeeze? And Bonds, you know, I think it might have been worth the squeeze for him. But with all that being said, it's about to be playoff baseball, which is going to be really, really exciting. And I think that there's going to be some value in some of those markets. We will touch on that. I'll probably put that, you know what? I'm just going to put that out on the Twitter machine once I know like what all the matchups are going to be formally. And uh, But I am going to cut to producer Corey briefly because I think that there's, I think that, I think there's a new team in first in the NL East. Oh my goodness, Joe. Could it be Atlanta? Yeah. Is that right? So the Braves went in and swept the Mets and wound up taking control of like their right to, wow. you know, uh, like they, they took control of their destiny. So as of this recording, the New York Mets won game one. Uh, the Braves are up two to one on Miami in the bottom of the fifth right now. If they win that game, I believe <laughs> that they clinch the division and the Mets <laughs> are tied with the Washington Nationals 0-0 <laughs> in the top of the first. <clears throat> they fall out of first place. Aaron Judge hits a 60-second home run. They're the maddest people on earth this week, and I, I love know. it. The only good thing is that that's me licking the tears off their faces. (laughs) I fucking told you this would happen. It's funny because like I have a nice, um, I have a nice futures bet on the Braves to win the NL East. I have some bets on the Braves to win the World Series. Obviously, I hope they lose the New York Yankees, but that's not the point. Um, It's just great value right now, and I, you know what. I, I think this is this is funny because you guys have heard Matty Chucks. We've had him on the pod. And uh, I'm going to use this podcast as a platform for me to talk about him. And he's not going to have the opportunity to respond because he's not here. But he She's said, fair. yeah, it's, it's perfectly fair. He has more Twitter followers than I do. So um, he said that uh, the Mets didn't blow it because the Braves won 100 games. And I said... That doesn't mean that they didn't blow it. (laughs) That is the most ass-backwards argument I've ever heard for anything. They were up like seven games like in August. So, I mean, I think it's hard to say they didn't blow it, Um, like regardless. But either way, it's like it's definitely a sad time to be a Mets fan. I saw a tweet and it said being a Mets fan like will will literally prepare you for anything in life. And I except for winning. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we'll like have to eat shit if the Mets, you know, if the Mets win the World Series here. But um, in the event that they do, I will also have futures tickets, like some little parlay sprinkles on the Mets. So uh, it should be, you know, at least I'm not going to leave empty handed there. Um, But with all that in mind, the key to all of this is the fact that after home run number 62, Roger Maris Jr. is finally fucking irrelevant. Like we can finally stop tra- like making him travel around. Like I was wondering, I was like, if they tie, 
if Judge like ends at 61, is the next time this happens, they're just gonna like be trotting around both Aaron Judge and Roger Maris Jr. <laughs> like for this award. Like they're gonna be like, oh yeah, we gotta bring them both around now. So I'm glad the judge passed him. Uh it's really exciting. It's also really funny and like kind of cool that it's all just been um, you know, guys on the Yankees that have set the American League record. So I think that that's really interesting too. Um, but what I'm going to give you a little roadmap for the podcast today. So we did our M- MLB talk. Uh, Corey has nothing to say about preseason puck just yet, but I am uh, planning on having uh, Matty Chucks and Berg, uh, hey Rosenberg, on the pod to talk some preseason, not preseason, but like before the season, so technically preseason, but some hockey futures, some angles that we like. Uh, so that'll be a really exciting episode, uh, but we'll keep that one on ice for now. See what I did there? Um, anyway, <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit of the NFL, and we are also going to talk uh, about some NBA futures. And while you see me add some stuff in the app, the one thing that's really important to remember for betting NBA preseason is that dogs traditionally win. And also the Knicks, because of Tibbs, just will try. So that is a big thing in terms of like effort in the preseason is quite the difference maker if like we're really being honest about this. So uh let's talk about let's talk about week five in the NFL first and you know, Corey, this has been a really nice time for us Giants fans. We might be the worst three and one team ever, but we are three and one. I think we get at least eight wins this <laughs> season, and I feel almost confident saying that. Dude, I mean, we have an extra week to do so, so that's nice. <laughs> Can I tell you what I bought this Sunday? What did you buy? You, I love those retro jerseys they were wearing. Oh, they're sick. They're so I got sick. a Graham Gano jersey. The true MVP. The true really? reason why we are three and one. Yeah, the Wildcat offense was really fun at the end of that last game. Saquon Barkley, QB one. But who's who's there tried and true week in week out putting points on the board? Graham fucking Gano. That's amazing. Yep, that's amazing. Have you been betting on his? Uh, you can bet on his points prop. I haven't been, and I feel like an idiot for not doing so. Well, it's about time to, because that's a great transition now, because we have the London game this week actually, and I'm. I feel like a little bit of a traitor, Corey. I bet against the New York football giants in a teaser. Well, did you see who we have possibly starting at quarterback? No. <laughs> Who's starting for us now? We have nothing. Nothing is set in stone yeah, just yet. I didn't know if there was something that like a report that I might have missed. But Jake Fromm has been working out. Oh, Jesus. And apparently Odell Beckham's been in the building, but apparently he was just visiting some players. Yeah, well, he knows we have no wide receivers. He knows, but he also can't come back until like week ten, I think. He's screwed. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what he's really trying to do. Um, uh, it's a morale. mess. <laughs> I I totally would. I understand your bet. Yeah, but things are going to get weird in London, and I think Green Bay is full of hot air after beating like a very mediocre Patriots team and making it look like a good game. Yeah, so I mean, I think this is the thing. This is my concern though, because the thing with the London games is that the favorites just always win. The favorites have never lost in a London game there. I think they're 10 Oh and one or 11 Oh and one now. And um, I agree with you. Weird shit happens in London because they want it to seem like the games are interesting. I think so like the, it's like becomes like you can become like a ref show. But what I did was I teased 
the Packers down from seven and a half point favorites to one and a half. And then I teased it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, down from eight to two. I don't even think that line's available anymore. Um, but look, I like this spot for the Packers. Like, I think this is a huge step up in class for the Giants. Like, if we think about who they've played so far, they don't have a really a quarterback. And one of the things with Daniel Jones is that like his best attribute is probably that he, number one, he could probably walk through like any college campus just completely unnoticed, but also that just like he, Eli Manning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also that he can run. And if his ankle is jacked up, then that's not going to happen. So um, with by this tease, we're getting it through multiple key numbers. We're getting it through the seven, the six. We're getting it through the three. Um, so this, I, like, I really like the spot. Um, and, I, and I think that that's an appropriate tease to get them down to one and a half. Then as for Tampa Bay, I, I don't think that you this is an adequate teaser leg that now, depending on the book. Um, if you can te- six point tease it to two and a half, I think that that's okay. I don't like it as much as the flat two, but obviously like, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, Corey, but Tom and Giselle hired divorce lawyers. Usually do that when you get in a divorce, Joe. I know. Well, I think it's kind of crazy. Like I saw this tweet and it was like, it's so funny that Tom Brady just like ruined his entire life to prove Adam Schefter wrong. And that's like, (laughs) it's incredible. But, um, but look, I think this is something that they've known about. People are saying, Oh, this could be a distraction. It could be this, it could be that it's Tom fucking Brady. Like he's going to go out there and he's going to ball. Like, that's just what he does. So like, and honestly, like the Falcons are not good. We just saw what the, the Bucks could do offensively. Like, even though the Chiefs, like, wound up winning that game, the Bucks still put up 31 points on offense. They finally got, like, a lot of their offense together. This Falcons team, they can't really throw the ball. They can run the ball, like, decently. They don't have Corderell Patterson anymore, so it's going to be a lot of it's on rookie Tyler Algier. I think that this is one of those games where the Bucks could come out and just absolutely shit pump the Falcons, and it's going to be like a 31-7 kind of game. Like, I, I think that this is going to be like a beat-down game for the Bucs. Um, it's a divisional game. It is important, honestly, considering both teams are 2-2. Two and two. And I, I, I just don't think that this is like adequate. This is like appropriately encompassed in like what's going on here. Um, I, I really like the Bucs in this spot and getting them. I, like, I took them at minus eight. And I would also, and I think that they're a good teaser piece, especially with Green Bay here. So that that's like probably my best bet uh, in terms of a teaser for week five. Additionally, one of the other plays that I really liked is um, I really like Miami. So fins up, Tua concussed, I know. But the thing you have to think about it here is like we're kind of buying low so they had a short week. They had a quarterback that was hurt and then like was ultimately concussed, like probably again. And I'm not sure like prayers up to it. Cause that's, that was really crazy. Um, but now we have a game where they're playing the jets and I don't just don't think that this line is appropriate at all. Um, you can get them at minus three, uh, I think this line's starting to move. It might be like a little bit of three and a half by the time you get this. I still think that it's okay to take that. Um, 
look, the Jets like aren't particularly good. And the Jets, like they want they beat the Steelers, but they need a late comeback. Trubisky's not good. We got hurt. Then the picket went in. Pride of Ocean Township. Shout out Ocean Township. But uh, I think this is a buy low spot. We have Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position. Um, we know that he is incredible against the spread. He's 42 and 21 against the spread as a starter. And I like this spot for the Dolphins. You're getting him at three and a half. They have the good skill position players. They have Teddy Bridgewater. He's a great game manager. And I trust Miami in this spot for sure. So looking at the scape or like for the entire setting of the NFL, there is one futures bet that I just added in. I had a little free bet and I think it was worth a sprinkle at points bet. You could bet on Tyler Algier to be the offensive rookie of the year. Now, I think that there are some other guys that obviously should be favored, like definitely over him. But I think that that number is too long. On most of their books, it's like 30 to one, 33 to one. Uh, And we can talk about the math behind it, but like the difference between 30 to one and 50 to one is actually not that much in terms of the math behind it, like the implied probability. But obviously the payout is dramatically different. So be sure to line shot, make sure that you can get the best line. The reason I did this is obviously Corderell Patterson is going to be injured reserve for the next four weeks at a minimum. Um, Algier is going to get the opportunity to be the running back here. I'm curious to see because the offense has been so bad if Marcus Mariota gets benched um, in favor of Desmond Riddler. In that event, since Mariota is more of a rushing threat, I think that that would open up a little bit of a lane for Algier. Um, additionally, he's a traditional running back. Cordell Patterson is like kind of like he can, he's a do it all. He's a jack of all trades. He can do a little bit of everything. But I think ideally, if you're Atlanta, in order to try to maximize your offensive options, you'd want to be able to use your rookie running back. You want to be able to re- utilize Algier and then maybe use Patterson as more of a wide receiver, use him in the backfield sometimes, but it should help maybe take some of the receiving attention off of a guy like Kyle Pitts. Um, and maybe that'll help open him up a little bit. So I think at this number, we're only four weeks into the season. It's a 17-week season. Um, or there's 17 games, so it's an 18-week season. Um, I think that to have huge favorites or significant favorites at this point is still early. And there's still like a lot of games left to be played. So at 50 to one, I think that's worth throwing a little dart there. And then one other guy that I'm waiting on and I, I would consider betting soon is Jameson Williams wide receiver on the, on the lions. So we've seen how that team is just like a dumpster fire in terms of their defense, but they are throwing and using the offense has been crazy. Uh, Williams is a rookie. He's 80 to one. I don't expect him to come back until after their week six bye. but that, like I said, that's still, you know, 12 weeks of <clears throat> play and it's after their buy. So there, he doesn't have a, a week off. He's going to have 12 weeks to like actually produce. Um, so I think that that's definitely a possibility at 80 to one with a guy as talented, as talented as he is, that, that is definitely a little bit too long as well. So those are two positions that I'm looking to add into, uh, Algier, I would bet now. Williams, I would probably wait until like right around that week six buy area and see if it's worth it or not. Now, let's turn to the National Basketball Association. Right now, like I mentioned, it is the height of preseason. 
and we're having a good old time. So the writing is continued. We're back to writing. So uh, we're writing the game guides. We are having a good old time here. I gave out the Knicks, Corey. I don't think this is going to mush it. I hope not. I gave out the Knicks. I gave out the Knicks to win uh, in cover three and a half points. It is. There are seven minutes left in the third quarter, and they are up 84 to 59. I hope that we can cover. Um, so that that was one angle. <laughs> Look, I really hope we can cover. Um, I'll start lighting the candles. Right. In front of the Patrick so, Ewing statue on my desk. <laughs> so that that's one thing. But what I want to talk about today is a little bit of – I want to talk about who I think is going to actually win the NBA title. Corey, besides the New York Knicks, who do you think is going to win the title? Like, just shoot from the hip. Tell me what you think. Bucks. I love that. I like that. And I think that the Bucks are going to be one of those teams that is 100% in contention to win the NBA title. And look, like, you're seeing this roster. Um, they're obviously incredible. Like, you, you have the main pensions of this team, like the stalwarts, you obviously have Giannis Antetokounmpo, you have Chris Middleton, you have Drew Holiday, you have Brooke Lopez, who you're going to have for the full season now, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, George Hill. Um, and one guy that I like, I like Marjan Bouchamp. Bouchamp? Bouchamp? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, but he is going to be interesting. He played for the G League Ignite, and I think that he could be like a really nice piece off the bench. Um, and he's a rookie that could be in a position to, you know, get some meaningful minutes. So I like the bucks here. And when you're looking in terms of the odds, um, you're able to get the bucks at about, you can get them as high as seven to one to win the title, which is makes them number three in terms of the odds, uh, depending on the book three or four. And I let, I really do like this spot. Now, if we're looking at the Western conference, um, Corey, there's been a lot of stuff going around about the Suns, and there's been a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of questions about whether or not the Warriors could run it back. Do you think the Warriors can run it back, or are we going to be seeing somebody new coming out of the Western Conference? I do not think the Suns are going to beat the Warriors. <clears throat> okay, so that's a fair point. So the Suns are out. The team that I actually like, I'm a big LeBron guy, and I want to talk Fuck about – I love LeBron. <laughs> so, I swear to God, you do it just to piss off old people. Hey, look, I don't. It's just that he's better, and old people just want. Did I mute my mic? So old people just want. That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Go ahead, tell tell the old people what they want. They just want to always think that whatever they had was better. We want defense. And honestly, bitch. honestly, like. The housing market probably was job stability, pensions, like all that stuff was because it was ruined for us. But and instead, we just have micro loans for everything. So thanks. Only up God. to twenty nine percent APR, baby. Literally just micro loans for everything. Um, but look, LeBron is going to set. I'm taking a. I'm taking a pivot here. LeBron. <clears throat> is going to become the number one all-time in assists, and he's going to become number one all-time in points during the regular season. And there's actually a prop out for it right now, and it's on DraftKings, and it's about when like when it's going to happen, uh, like what date, what specific game. I broke down the math. I will do a video on this later, 
But I will say now on the pod that I think that the best value is like game 57 against the Golden State Warriors or after February 23rd or on it against the Memphis Grizzlies. Those are the two best bets. I will do a video about it later with the math. I broke the whole thing down because I am a nerd and I did it. Uh, Use the calculator, unfortunately. So sorry, mom. Like I couldn't do all of this math in my head, but you know, <laughs> but, but I did, I did you, I did do some math to try to figure out the underlying numbers on what we should expect here. So with that in mind though, I think the other team in LA is the team that I really am fascinated by and that I really want to talk about and dive into a little bit more. And that is the Los Angeles Clippers. Now the Clippers and the Lakers share a stadium. It's now crypto.com arena. I don't know if you've seen pictures of this, but used to be the Staples center, obviously. And the thing that was (laughs) kind of funny about it is that the, they took down the signs and they didn't put up like a new sign, probably because the crypto market is down so bad right now. And it just is like just this blue building. It's just like lit up blue. It's like a shitty MetLife. <laughs> so, this is a lot considering how not, I mean, how shitty MetLife is. Yeah, like I, I got to find a, a picture and I'll send it to you. But it like it's hilarious. Like it's it literally looks exactly like Staples Center did. It's the exact same thing. It's just like they just took the signs down. It's like, you know, like when Toys R Us or like Borders went out of business and they took the signs down, but you could still see it because it was like sun implanted there. It kind of felt like that because they didn't put up a new logo. So you're just like, something's missing here. Or it's like one of those uh, those picture by picture ones. And it's like, what's missing from this picture to this picture? It's like that, except it's like the fucking name of the stadium. So, but not really the point that I was getting after. The point that I was getting to is that the Los Angeles Clippers are going to be really fucking good. Uh, they're seven to one, uh, depending on the book, I think. I think you can get them as high as 750 on Foxbet. So I really like the Clippers. I think they're going to be a wagon. Um, and you have a healthy Paul George. You have a healthy Kawhi Leonard. They added Norman Powell. They added like they, they and they added a lot of, t- they added John Wall. They added Robert Covington. They've got this like super deep, rotation of players like and they're all wings it's it's ridiculous and i think one of the things that's interesting is when we were watching the game yesterday or two days ago and by we i mean like me and my nba personality was watching the game um i thought it was fascinating to see how they were playing defense so number one Kawhi looks awesome uh dude has been working out like his bottom half just looks like he just put like tree trunks on his legs now. So I think he really was trying to focus on like not having lower body injuries. So that's awesome. It's good for his longevity. It's good for this Clippers team. I'm not sure how many games they are going to win, but I also like, cause I think they're going to rest a lot of these guys, even though Kawhi and Paul George have said that they want to play. But at the same time, I, I just don't, I think that they're going to err on the side of caution and either maybe limit minutes, if not play them on certain ends of back-to-backs until it gets close to the the playoffs is to kind of get them acclimated to that. But I think that the thing about the Clippers is they have so many players. Like I'm just going to let, this is their team. And like, uh, there are legitimate NBA rotational players that could start on other teams, probably like eight or nine deep. You've got Zubach, 
Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nick Batum, Reggie Jackson, Amir Coffey, Xavier Moon, Brandon Boston, Norman Powell, uh, Diabate, Williamson, John Wall, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard. You got Marcus Morris on there too. So it's like they're they're very deep and they have a lot of positional flexibility. So they can they can match up with you depending on the matchup. They can play different guys. Uh, they have a lot of talent on the interior. They're obviously are gonna, I think they're gonna miss Isaiah Hartenstein more than this roster would look like, but I could see them being in the market to go get a guy, uh, you know, like maybe a center a little bit later to kind of supplement what they've got going on. But the thing that's interesting is traditionally you would have thought of like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George is like their point of attack guys. But the thing that's cool and what they were doing in the preseason is they were using Nick Batum as like a point of attack defender, which is interesting because Batum is a good defender. He's not a great defender, but he's a good defender. Uh, and he's, you know, he's obviously lost a little bit as he's gotten older, but they used like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as like roamers, like behind him, which is fascinating because those are two guys that can switch on to most players, maybe not centers, maybe not fives, but by doing that, it's going to create, some really interesting questions for the offense on the other side. So I like that defensive like thing that they're trying and we know that the Clippers can switch. And that's something that I think is going to be incredibly invaluable for them moving forward, especially in the postseason. But I think with the fact that they don't really need to even try to do it, like that's just what they do. And during the regular season, that's going to be uh, important important when they're resting guys they're, they're able to kind of attack teams defensively in all of these manners now so i really like i really like the clippers this season one team though that i think is somehow like undervalued is honestly the denver nuggets and the nuggets are 20 to 1 it looks like is the longest odds for for denver and you're you're getting so you obviously have Nikola Jokic back to back MVP winner. Then you have Jamal Murray's back, Michael Porter Jr.'s back, and you have Aaron Gordon. And then you supplemented this with uh, with Kentavious Caldwell Pope. They signed DeAndre Jordan. They have Bones Highland, and you got Ish Smith and Bruce Brown. And Zeke Naji has also been great. So. The thing that I think is important to note here is like people are like, oh, like DeAndre Jordan's like a terrible backup center. The thing is, if Jokic gets hurt and Jordan has to actually play minutes, this team won't go anywhere anyway. So it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's really just about Jokic. But the thing that's interesting here is before those guys got hurt, Murray and Porter Jr., this team was disgusting with those two coupled with Michael Porter Jr. or coupled with Aaron Gordon, rather. Um, that foursome was like a plus 20 in their minutes together. They were steamrolling teams. And now you add like a probably in what I think is a better complimentary piece in Contavious Caldwell Pope. And you have in theory, some internal development from Bones Highland, who's a bucket and he can really kind of spell some guys. And then you have Bruce Brown, good defensive flexibility there. He's a slasher. He can shoot. Um, he kind of can play like a backup role to Aaron Gordon and kind of fill in if he gets hurt. 
Uh, and then you have Ish Smith, who is a very good floor-raising backup point guard. I love Denver here. I think they could push for the best record in the league. I think they could be the one seed in the West. And the thing is, when you look at them, not to jinx it, but Jokic just doesn't miss time. And that's important because availability in the NBA, it matters. And seeding matters. Although I think that the West is like really loaded and I don't know how much different it's going to be to play, you know, a team that's in like the eight, the seven and not the seven and eight spots in the playoffs. It still is an advantage. Like you should in theory be playing somebody that's an inferior opponent to you as opposed to being around like the, the three and four and five where you're going to play somebody that's just equally as hard. It's equally as good because it's, it's so close in the West and it's so loaded. So I do like that. But I think it's important to note that the West, in my opinion, is very, very good. And I think that regular season seating will matter when it comes down to the playoffs. So with that in mind, I think that Denver is well-suited for the regular season. They will not be selling games. That's not something that they do. And to get them at 20 to 1, I think is just far too long because I really like them at least I think, I think that they are one of the three best teams in the West. Uh, and I have them in front of the Lakers, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, for sure. Um, I think that they are, I think that you could argue that they're better than the Suns, And I would put them in the same ballpark as really like the Clippers and the Warriors. So I think that this is a spot where I'm looking to back Denver. So out of the teams that I'm looking for to open up futures positions on, I'm if, if I didn't have them already, I'm looking at Milwaukee. I'm looking at the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and I'm looking at the Denver Nuggets. The reason I'm not adding a Nets ticket is I want to see how they go. And also I have some 50 to ones out there on them, which we tweeted out. We victory lapped that enough already. Uh, But 50 to one is great odds. And I don't really need to add anymore to feel like I have a comfortable position on the Brooklyn Nets. So with that, I think that some of the spots that you can back these teams are In terms of the Clippers, if you think that they are going to actually play their guys, you're going to play Kawhi Leonard, they're going to play Paul George, and then you trust their depth in games enough where if they sit, they aren't going to be be at a disadvantage or they're not going to be in like a rough spot, then I think the way you need to back them is you can actually back them to win the division. Uh, They are right now, they're about plus 195, about maybe like plus 200, depending on the book, to win the Pacific division. Um, the You can actually get them as high as plus 220 on Caesars. So I like that bet. I think that they're, like I said, I think they're better than the Suns with all the turmoil they're having going on there. And the Warriors, I like, I like them, but they've missed a lot of guys. And like, you know, you got the championship hangover. I think it's going to be trouble and difficult for them to run it back. And then when I'm looking at the, um, the Northwest, there's not really a ton of value on the Nuggets to win the division. They're minus 140. I don't think that that's necessarily the 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 angle that I want to take for them. So what I would do is I think you could use them in like a parlay maybe with the Bucks. Um, and if you parlay the Nuggets and the Bucks, you can get 
Oh, wow. We had some weird stuff in there. Okay. You can get plus 125. I had the Jameson Williams ticket in my app. It's like, what are these odds? So you can probably the Nuggets and the Bucks to win their respective divisions at plus 125. And I, like I've mentioned this before when we talked about the Cavs in a prior episode, that the Cavs trading for Mitchell, I think it just opened up divisional value on the Milwaukee Bucks. So to get those two who I think are some of the best teams in the league, let alone in their divisions, I think this is a nice spot and you can get some plus money on that. So uh, even though you're laying a future, you'll know that sooner rather than later. It's not a bet that you're going to have to wait throughout the whole postseason. You'll get your money back. Um, I think that that's a great spot to back both of those teams. Um, So that was a good time. And that's how I'm really looking to bet divisions. I try to not go too crazy. The only other bet that I have on divisions, and we've talked about this on numerous occasions, is the New Orleans Pelicans to win the division at roughly plus 400 you can get. And I've also bet on the um, the double on DraftKings for the Pelicans to win the division and Zion to score 28 or more points. Now, the last NBA bet that I'm going to give you today is a bet on LeBron James, because of course it is. And the bet is, I was I was stunned to see this line. So Brandon Anderson texted me at like three in the morning because Brandon was, I don't know what Brandon was doing, but um, Brandon, Brandon just defaulted, I guess, to looking at FanDuel lines at three in the morning. <laughs> so like, as you do, as you do, but he sent me this bet. And I bet it immediately. Like I almost sleepwalkingly bet it. And it was for LeBron James to average six assists per game in the regular season. LeBron James's career average of assists is 7.4 assists per game. The only year in his entire NBA career that he did not average six assists was in 2003 his rookie season, and he averaged 5.9. Every other year, he has averaged more than six assists. He's averaged, last year, he averaged 6.2. And I think that that was actually down because Anthony Davis was hurt so much. Russell Westbrook like couldn't make a shot. So um, they should be in a little bit better position this year, I, I, I'd imagine. Year before that, 7.8. Year before that, 10.2. Year before that, 8.3, 9.1, 8.7. You see where this is going. So that bet was at minus 115. I love it. I think that you just have to bet it. I think it's a great bet. Um, and I think that it gives you an opportunity to bet on the GOAT. You heard me, Corey. The GOAT in a very unique way, a different way, and it's a regular season bet. So uh, you, we know that he's going to perform well. And at that number, I just think it was crazy to leave that at a flat six. So with that, producer Corey, how are you doing? How do you feel about the fact that in the poll that we ran, chili was resoundingly chili and not a soup, not a chowder. 91% of responders. Let me just tell you how much that has affected me. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) Our listeners are dumb. Twitter's even dumber. So the Venn diagram of our listeners and those on Twitter, what can you expect? Um, Lowest common denominator. Exactly. So like, of course, they're going to just obviously take your side of the argument. I will die on this hill. I still think I'm going to put it in the uh, super chowder column. I'm not going to give it its own uh, food category. I refuse. Um, And that leads me to my recommendation. 
What is it, Corey? All right, two things. Lamb. <laughs> I just had lamb? some halal, and I haven't had lamb in about three weeks, and I think my like my salt intake was at an all-time low. Spiked that right back up. We're back. Um, I got a bit of a sweat going on right now. We so up. goddamn delicious. I Lamb's love it. Great. Get some fucking lamb in your diet. It's really weird. You either love it or you hate it. Nobody really is like, meh, on lamb. I like lamb. I think it's yeah. good. When I smell it cooking, like, that's all I want. There's I had no, like, lamb. I had lamb shank when I was in California at a winery, and it was inc- It was literally oh, just, it was incredible. Fuck was the wine. Dude, it the was. Lamb. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I so nuts. Anyway, I've been hankering right. for a couple days now because I went to a concert last week at Terminal 5 and walking through New York back to the subway, passed like four halal carts and just got a whiff of it and was like, just my mouth salivates it. at the thought of it. Do you so ever eat from those today. halal carts? What? Do you ever eat from the halal carts? Uh, yeah, very specific one. I think it's on 43rd and 5th. It's very All right, we're it's always tweet- got a long line, you'll know. We're, we're going to have to tweet this one out. Yeah. Um, right. That's not my recommendation. That guy didn't pay me for a spot, so ignore that. Fair. Um, but aside from the lamb, uh, concerts are back. It's concert season. I'm averaging two a week at the moment. Uh, it's, it's it's so much fun. Now that the weather's turned a bit, like – it's a little more active for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's not as like, oh, it's too hot out. Let's just chill. It's it's like I'm gonna punch you in the head now. And I love it. Yeah. Um, it's it's the best. I would highly suggest you go see some shows. Almost every musician is touring right now. Uh, you can pretty much see whatever you want, especially if you're in the tri-state area. You have no excuses. There's a venue every fucking twenty miles. Figure it out. Uh, go see some shows and pay the artist. Buy some merch. Support the cause. Fair enough. So as you guys know, it is soup season. And oh, we know, Joe. So uh so my lovely girlfriend, she made a homemade chili. no, so well oh. ch- no, chili is chili. Uh, <laughs> and uh it's also a country next to Argentina in South America, spelled differently. Uh thank you, Terry Takes, for coming out of nowhere to hit me with that question. If you um, go up against geography, he emerges. <laughs> he emerges from the depths it's, of it's God like knows where he is. Yeah. So, um, anyway, she made a homemade chicken noodle soup and it was fantastic. So my my recommendation is really like homemade soup, uh, especially because like right now it's that time of the year too, where you start getting like sick for like out of nowhere. And like, you have that little like itch in your throat and you're like, it's not COVID because like I'm good, but, um, you know, like, you know, it's not COVID, but like, you don't feel a hundred percent you sneeze a couple of times and you're just like, Oh, this is the worst. So you get some soup, get some like extra vitamins. That's, that's also like really, really nice. Great way and to clear out the pantry. It is. It's really incredible. Like you can really get like some good use out of like the vegetables that you've got, uh, you know, some of the meats that you got. And just just have a grand old time with like a nice hearty dish that like you feel really full immediately upon eating it. But then like an hour or two later, you're like, wow, I'm very comfortable. Like I could definitely have another bowl. And then you have the other bowl. You get about three quarters of the way through the bowl. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so full. And then you're sweating because the soup's hot. And you're like, wow, like I should open the windows. And it's just it's just a great time. So <laughs> all the recommendations are weather related. I don't even think that was a recommendation yet. I just am saying how much I like soup. Um, 
my real recommendation right now is I think that there's two things that you need to get. It's, it's fall season. So we got to be basic. Number one, get yourself like a nice pair of boots. Um, because they're really versatile. You can wear them in a variety of different settings and, you know, it'll keep you going like throughout the winter season in theory anyway. Um, but additionally, I recommend flannels. And wow. Really, really going out on a limb with that one. Look, I'm basic as fuck here with this, but an, a reason, this is a thing that people don't know about flannels. And I said this in a group, and, I, and I'll say it again because I want everybody to know flannels are anabolic and <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Flannels are anabolic. Have you ever worked out? Like you start your workout wearing a flannel, you're going to be able to lift minimum 15 pounds. You're going to you be the gym in a flannel, Joe. Yeah, I have. Are the sleeves on? Yes. Okay. You sweat like a freak. I would guess. Um, you take it off, obviously, at some point, but they're 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 great pump cover. Uh, they work similarly to a hoodie, um, except that if you have like the big headphones, then you don't have to take the headphones off to take the hoodie off. You can just unbutton, so that's you know ease of access. And uh, they're anabolic. It's just a proven fact that because of the way that they warm your body, that you can PR when you wear them. So plan. <laughs> Flannels are anabolic. Get that weight up. Have some soup. Chili is chili. And let's cash that. You gotta get that fire hot. And it gets you a big old pot. Fill it up with a little bit of water and a bottle of beer A chili powder, onion, garlic, and tomato, ground beef, black pepper, and a green jalapeno A little bit of cumin and one more bottle of beer But don't you put no beans in my chili Don't you put no beans in my chili If you put beans in my chili you don't know beans about making chili It's meant to be fun, folks Well, you bring it to a simmer Grab a wooden spoon Take a little taste what you gotta do If it ain't just right just yet Buddy, have no fear you can add a pinch of salt if it feels a little light Cayenne pepper if it needs more bite If it seems too thick, add one more bottle of beer Don't you put no beans in my chili Don't you put no beans in my chili If you put beans in my chili You don't know beans about making chili now you can eat it with a spoon or a stack of saltines Add in some bacon bits, a little shredded cheese A splash of Tabasco, a dash of sour cream But it ain't Texas chili If you make it with beans, don't put no beans in my chili Don't you put no beans in my chili If you put beans into my chili You don't know beans about making chili 
Don't put no beans in my chili Don't put no beans in my chili If you put beans in my chili You don't know beans about making Texas chili Cheers, everybody. Tony Stout, y'all.